Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today for our Third Party Thursday podcast. I'm Steve Greenfield, Director of Third Party Risk here at Venminder. Today's topic is based on a question which was submitted during our most recent webinar we held with National Mortgage News on the importance of third party risk management in consumer finance. The question submitted was, other than criticality, what drivers do you believe drive the level of oversight you exercise over a third party vendor? This is a great question, actually a very common question that I often hear from both prospects and clients. And I was thankful that I had the opportunity to answer it for the listener and also expand upon it in today's podcast. Oftentimes in vendor management, I think we fall foul of two behaviors. We tend to either oversimplify our approach in VM or throw common sense completely out of the window and come down with a bad case of paralysis by analysis syndrome. I'd encourage a common sense approach that takes into consideration the vendor type or service and then really think about how the use of that vendor or service may have an impact not only on your organization, but your ultimately your consumer. When determining your level of oversight on a vendor, you'll clearly want to determine the criticality of that vendor. And there's a simple litmus test here that you can apply. If the vendor suffers a system outage for one, two or three days, for example, ask yourself the question if your organization could actually continue to function. Examples of this may include your core processing system or loan origination system. In these instances, it's highly unlikely that you'll have a backup system in place simply because of the cost of licensing a product that you aren't really going to use on a full-time basis. And then you have to think about actually implementing that system. That would require planning, training, implementation costs that really expand the entire enterprise of your organization. Speaking from experience, when vendors, critical vendors have um, failed, it's a very difficult task to actually simply replace them with a, with a backup vendor. And frankly, keeping up your primary core or loan origination system is a full-time task in itself. The other drivers which complement the initial criticality rating can be linked to the what-if scenario approach. And the what-if approach is simply looking at what could go wrong with the use of a vendor and how it may impact areas such as reputational risk, litigation, financial, regulatory compliance, operational, and other strategic risks. The key here is that many of these risks may apply regardless of if the vendor has been classified as critical or high. In some respects, the oversight practices therefore may be very similar. The difference might be that should a high-risk vendor fail because of XYZ risk, they should be easier to replace to minimize that disruption. On the flip side, with the critical vendor, you really have to focus on the management of that vendor. Again, with them being a critical vendor, you really have to raise the stakes both parties, that includes the third party vendor themselves and your own internal organization, has to understand what may fall out from um, a, a failure. Again, that could be service level or a data breach or a system outage. Another standout risk, which will really kind of highlight the, the level of oversight and the frequency that you perform on a vendor, is clearly the potential harm to your consumer. Negative consumer impact is one of the primary goals of every regulatory agency and has been well demonstrated by the enforcement actions listed under, the, under UDAP by the CFPB and others such as the OCC, FDIC and FTC. These risk factors of failing to serve or mislead a consumer are good pointers in driving your level of oversight and this leads into regulatory compliance requirements. In many cases, your vendor will fall under the same regulatory requirements as the financial institution itself. So it's important to verify and recognize that each vendor have a robust compliance management framework. 
The rule of thumb for your internal VM team is that they understand regulatory compliance at the vendor level and how each regulation applies to the different vendor types. Examples may include subservicing vendors in the Equal Credit Opportunity Act. AMCs obviously have the appraisal independence requirement under Dodd-Frank. And also you have credit reporting agencies in the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Each one has different regulations that they must adhere to. So it's important that you understand the framework of those regulations and how they're actually applicable in day-to-day -day business. Outside of criticality and regulatory compliance, data security of your consumer's MPPI data will really force your organization to drill down on not only your internal controls, but that of your third or fourth party vendors. With data breaches being traced back to a third party 63% of the time, this highlights that data privacy risk is everywhere. I really think this actually levels the playing field in terms of risk amongst many vendor types and certainly many different risk ratings that we assign these vendors. Even a non-critical vendor may be accessing MPPI data and should therefore have uh, privacy controls verified. Again, if your vendor does suffer a data breach, you will be left with managing through a very messy process of root cause analysis and answering not only to your board, but also to the examiners. As a final thought on an additional driver, I would highlight the fact that assessment findings can help in determining the actual frequency of the oversight practice. Critical and high-risk rated vendors should have a minimum annual assessment, which covers financial items, BCP, disaster recovery, information security, and regulatory compliance aspects. And based on the findings and the subsequent remediation requirements, the frequency could actually increase Use SLA performance data, first line of business feedback to help really determine where your focus needs to be. By doing so, you'll have developed an oversight program based not only fundamental best practices, but also common sense. Try not to overthink what you're doing. I hope you found this podcast helpful. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to our Third Party Thursday podcast. I'm Steve Greenfield, Director of Third Party Risk here at Venminder. Until next time, trust but verify.